last question biggest wish for warzone 2 summed up in one sentence and i don't know oh uh ladies and gentlemen welcome into another bot lobby podcast episode grandmaster goes joined by katie bedford as always we are super excited about this episode yet again we have brought another fantastic guest to talk to today and this is in the wake of fortunes keep the brand new map being dropped so excited to bring our guest up onto the stage before we do that katie how are you feeling um well t today uh yeah a certain kind of way yeah <laughs> um but no excited excited uh to have our guest on um i think we'll have some really excellent insights for fortune's keep and uh a lot to talk about uh Goge. so many exciting things both for the podcast what's been happening in Warzone, uh outside of fortune's keep and of course uh some stuff to finally talk about for shitter's digest yeah, it was true. a little too it was a little too civil yeah the, the timeline's gotten the timeline's gotten a little crazy recently and that's what we love because drama means we get to talk about it uh in our shitters digest section at the end in exciting news we also have a brand new sponsor that we will talk about after our interview interview what i gotta move forward because we've got a guest you've got a very exciting guest uh you know this this guy i've actually known of for a long time uh had the chance to cast over his gameplay a number of times all the way back from like early verdansk up until now and, and the recent success in particular with streaming in rebirth island is really where he's found his wave in his grind and excited to bring on gorgo knight otherwise known as knight uh without further ado let's bring him in katie let's let's start talking to him knight how are we doing also do you prefer being called knight is that the, is that the best yeah that works for me okay that, cool knight works for me but i'm doing great man i'm happy to be here thank you guys for having me today i appreciate yeah, thank it you for coming on it is uh it is gonna be a lot of fun to talk about everything and, and you know i i could gas you up for a very long time but we did this last episode and and i loved it and we're gonna do it again and probably continue to do this mm -hmm. going forward i, I want to hit you to warm up with a few rapid fire questions this is kind Ooh. of first okay. thought it, this there's not a lot that goes into this you're I'll not throwing your tongue yeah, don't just, think about it too much just who okay. whatever comes to your mind in the first couple i got like five questions for you so let, let me run through these uh, number one to start this off who is your favorite person i think you run a lot of solo but who is your favorite person to stream with slash compete with those can be two different uh two different answers if you'd like compete with aiden okay stream with we said it <laughs> Duh. stream with and i don't know oh uh putting you on the spot probably gorb yeah okay Okay. Yeah. I, I respect that answer I, you know you gotta you gotta take care of the homies that uh, you guys have been friends for a long time i know um yeah. all right katie next one favorite streaming moment favorite streaming moment um i played in the symphony like 50k tournament do you guys remember that one yep. the yeah and in the last game i was like stuck in a little storage unit and then joe and frozone like both child me and i sent them straight to the shadow realm for the win of the last <laughs> game and next thing you know my stream went from like 50 people in there to like 2000 and chat was going wild there's i don't know it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to see that that's, that's awesome. probably my favorite streamer moment so far that that's sick yeah that that was not the one i was expecting but now that you say that yeah i, I remember that was it. that was a while ago um favorite meta of all time favorite meta of all, ooh the ffar and the amax i miss those days and times are so simple yeah, I love okay. that gun. I that, that I gun would went not hard. Have expected that answer. 
Now, I, there's a, I don't know. There was a lot of people that sat on that AMAX and that FFAR forever until like even it wasn't even viable just because it was so clean and fun to use. Yeah. All, all right. All right. We're going back to moments. Favorite competitive moment this time. Qualifying for the Pro League in Black Ops 4. Favorite competitive moment. Um, yeah, we weren't sure if we had the head to head over Red Reserve or EG. It was one or the other. We ended up having the better like map count, so we got in not having to go through like the you know the losers uh, bracket Remember side. That. Yeah, so when we qualified, I was beyond excited. I I don't even know how to react. I ran outside in the <laughs> snow, just. <laughs> traumatized is great great feeling right there i i remember the uh katie and i were doing like a, a bit of kind of like research uh before this this interview and and we were like yeah katie you were on the desk i think when, when night was competing so uh pretty cool to think back to those days uh, great answer uh all right last question biggest wish for warzone 2 summed up in one sentence better character and camo customizations like I want to be able to make my own camos or I want to be able to mix and match skins with other skins to yes. create a much more hybrid looking skin rather than just the one they kind of force upon you in the way to like, you know, if you like a certain feature, you got to use the whole thing, you know, I want that. Yeah, I, I imagine. What a cool answer. Yeah, I, that is the one answer that we usually get some semblance of. Well, I want a ranked mode or I want, you know, whatever. Great answer. Uh, first person that's ever said that. That's awesome. We'll, yeah. we'll talk more about that uh, later. I'm sure that's going to be fantastic for, for content. But Katie, I know we wanted to jump straight into Fortune's Keep with Knight because Knight... Um, you know, I, I, I would say I want to jump straight there, but let's let's briefly, very briefly talk uh, about because I don't want to take up all of your time. We could probably talk about your history of streaming, competing and everything for for a lengthy amount of time because you, you have this prolific history of competing. But let's specifically talk about like what attracted you to Rebirth first from a content perspective. And then we'll jump into the Fortune's Keep kind of like uh, thoughts and comments because I think those kind of go hand in hand with the way your content has grown uh, around Rebirth. Okay, well, I played Verdance every day. Yeah. Um, and I would just run into hacker, 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 hacker. Hacker. Three, three, three a game. Sure. Maybe sometimes, you know, a team of them. I was like, man, this is crazy. So one day I saw like someone streaming. I forgot who it was. They're just playing this Rebirth Island. I was like, what's that? So I went over and played. I was like, wait, hold on. This is kind of fun. It's like, I haven't seen a hacker in like two games. This has got to be a world record. Two games. That's so sad. Yeah, this is <laughs> prior prior to Ricochet and yeah, uh, it yeah. It prior to Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, prior yeah. Prior to Ricochet. Now I, I don't see any ever. But man, that was that was I was wow. I got to give this a shot. Next thing you know, um, I kind of fell in love running around, just going for clips and stuff instead of high ground at end game of prison. You know, it was yeah. fun. A lot of fun. So that's what kind of put me over there. And then the stream started to pick up. So I was like, hey, you know, I think I'll stay here yeah. for a while. <laughs> you know, So I would love to ask you about what you just said, right? Uh, how the stream picked up because you're you're in a great spot right now. Have you have you noticed a difference in the audience in your stream? That's more kind of rebirth specific or maybe it's not than when you were playing more Verdansk or say Caldera. Um, well, 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a difference because when I try to go swap over to play Keldare, I'll get a bunch of L's in the chat. <laughs> um, it does happen, but I mean, they'll, they'll still watch, you know, because they enjoy watching me. But there's definitely, there's a, there's a difference in audience between the two, yeah. I definitely say yeah it's it's been i don't know it's been fun to fun and interesting i would say to just kind of like watch the trajectory of warzone and where like i would call casual player like a non-streamer community like where the casual player enjoys spending their time and i think originally with verdance that was the first map everybody was like hey this is peak warzone and then as things shifted and changed and then maybe the map wasn't shifted and changed at all it was like hey rebirth is actually a much more entertaining kind of casual like i'm sitting down for an hour and a half playing warzone i'm not playing two games of warzone i'm playing you know five six seven games of, of rebirth island potentially um and i and i saw that kind of shift of the casual player base which also shifted most a lot of not all of but most of the viewer base as well because they want to watch what they play as well and they can watch somebody like you who's super talented you know show them how to get better it's it's a it's a funny kind of thing about rebirth communities is that they love watching people to get better like in their own game which is why content about metas and things like that um certainly go well but let's talk about fortunes keep so you've been playing rebirth island for a very long time you've been grinding it mm -hmm. grinding it grinding it it becomes second nature you land in the same drop spots it was probably i mean you can tell me if i'm wrong it was probably getting a bit stale so when fortunes uh keep was announced out of nowhere not everybody was expecting it first reaction was it like heck yeah let's go or was there some like kind of caveats to that thinking maybe rebirth island wasn't coming back um well i wasn't sure if rebirth island was coming back so i was like well i really hope this map is fun <laughs> yeah um so yeah my first reaction was i was kind of in shock but i was just like you know i mean there's no way they dropped the ball on this map like it it has to be good they if they're gonna take away rebirth island which a lot of people enjoy from my understanding um and from what i've seen there's no way they just take that map out and release the map that no one's gonna want to play you know so i had to kind of put faith in the in the company to really you know not let me down and everyone who enjoys rebirth i guess you could say yeah yeah absolutely there, uh, was there so you you get those teasers right coming out about fortune's keep all the puzzle pieces come together uh we have modern warzone and others tweeting out kind of the full picture did your opinion change so what was your initial opinion when you were seeing the map and how did that change now that you've been playing the map i actually didn't really look at any of the teasers i didn't want to i just kind of wanted to load in and see if i liked it um I saw like the little cake pieces be put together and I saw like the scaling <laughs> from J God, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to even make like an opinion on this until I drop down out of that plane into the map. And uh, I'm kind of thankful I didn't because I saw a lot of people already like kicking it down when they didn't even play it yet. Yeah. So I got like a, it was more fresh for me. I don't know. I kind of just ignored the, the outside of it and just waited for the actual game to release and i was honestly pretty, i'm thoroughly pleased so far with the map itself so yeah yeah i think overall we've seen a fairly positive reaction i think i think the reaction was certainly helped by the fact that we know rebirth will be coming back which we'll talk a little bit more about in a moment but let's talk about the map in particular uh favorite drop spot thus far i know it, it what we've had the map for 
what two three days i don't even know how long mm -hmm. it's been uh but uh, you spent a, now a number of days playing it i'm sure quite a bit you've put out some youtube videos I, i've already seen that uh favorite drop spot thus far um and maybe your least favorite area of the map as well um winery is where i like to drop uh where i don't like to go is that drop down cave where there's a hundred <laughs> different little tunnels and there's a little rat hiding in every single one of them just waiting for you to fall out of the sky like it's their little trap or something so that's my least favorite place to fight you know you either go down the zip you... yeah continue there's either like there's a zip line you go down or you literally just parachute and like you don't really have a chance so yeah i avoid that at all costs unless i need to go get someone down there uh, I... is there a, a spot that you thought would be more viable than it was and just through play realized maybe this actually just conceptually isn't working out the way i thought it would yeah there's like this um i don't even know what it's called but there's like these circular roofs towards like the, the bridge that crosses from like where that crater is to the other side of the map towards like the, the bigger portion of the map there's this long roundabout um like bridging you follow which has like platforms that look over most of the map and i thought maybe if i could land here i'm sure a lot of people will fight me off the start but every time i land there it's like a ghost town i'm just like <laughs> this is like the dead center like where is everyone it kind of gave me top prison vibes yeah like that's what i thought it'd be like but no it's more like the the, the ocean you know no one's gonna land there because you just die or something yeah i i was curious to see like what you thought about the the keep poi in general um because you know it was this like oh this kind of looks like prison this could be really good this could be really bad um it doesn't seem to be th maybe the hottest drop in the world depending on the map you're playing but in, in terms of the way it's it's kind of like outlined and played out do you like the keep itself uh at the top of the map or do you think there should be some t tweaks there after the first couple days no, I, th I think it's cool. I definitely like the layout of the map. Like I said, like, you're not going to be able to enjoy fighting every single part of the map, like, even in Verdance. Like, I love Verdance, but there are certain parts where I'm just like, I do not want to be here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere else. Uh. Yeah, downtown, man. <laughs> mm, scary place. Uh, so I'm not I'm not very, like, picky with that type of stuff. It, it could definitely be worse. Uh, I don't mind the map layout right now. Okay, so then within that map layout, uh, what's the pace of it like? Uh, how have you, how have you um, kind of figured out the pacing of Fortune's Keep, and what are some of those major differences in pacing between Fortune's Keep and Rebirth Island? So Rebirth Island, um, it was out for obviously a long time, so people were more comfortable with like where to go, and they had like these certain spots they like to drop and. So I use like that sort of information based off like the general player base. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to land here on Rebirth because I know there's going to be a team here. And if there's not, there's going to be like 10 teams over there. Uh, with Fortune's Cape, people are like, they're not really comfortable yet. So they got to learn the map and then figure out where to drop. Like I see people floating in the air, like looking around in circles, like, <laughs> where do I go? I'm just like, you're going down because yeah. I'm taking you out of the air. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's things like that, that, uh, it's gonna definitely have the pacing different off the off the jump, but um, the it is a bigger map, so I feel like I'm moving a lot more. Uh, but those like little attachments that give you like extra mobility right now, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like I, I can't even tell the difference. I feel like I'm the Flash just running back and forth across the map, hunting down a team. So pacing's still good. 
Uh, the map feels a little empty in some areas, but that's due to the player count. Yep. Which, you know, I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about. Yeah, no, we can go ahead and jump there too, because I think this is a great kind of transition. We'll, we'll talk about the, the speed metas right now, which are hilarious and so much fun. But uh, in terms of the map, yeah, one of the main criticisms you had at the beginning, one of the main criticisms basically everyone is tweeting about right now is like, we need more players, we need more players, we need more players. Um, the map is bigger we have the same amount of players and it's a new map so of course like you said it's going to feel very slow it's also going to feel pretty empty so ideal player count in your mind based on the size of this map what are you thinking um i think we could do like 14 15 teams yeah in in, in the quads so like 60 players i think would be fine i think that's enough to fill the map up and notice it's build um that might end up you know you might have like 30 people drop wineries yeah. some games but you know the games that doesn't happen like the map should be filled yeah anyway i will be super curious to see if they, they they said they were listening to feedback on on kind of like uh, player counts and things like that i know i know there was a few people that were able to like tune into some discussions prior to the map drop in modern warzone i think even tweeted like hey they are actively watching this and they've seemingly been much more open to like community thoughts and support to to like make those decisions and changes which is really cool and i've, I've been excited about that um yeah the question is how much will they increase it because it's still 40 right for quads yeah yeah so i i you know with the map size at least seeing plus 10 if not plus 20 most people are saying somewhere around 60 as well that's that's a great point I mean, even on its face, uh, it just sounds like such a low number, right? And I, yeah. I think something that I've liked that they've done very well and what Goach just touched on is they have been very receptive and they have been listening and it hasn't always felt that way. But especially right now, uh, the farther we get into the end life cycle here and within that end life cycle, the refresh of having Fortune's Keep, I imagine they are listening to the thoughts of folks like yourself, Knight, and, and everyone else who's talking about things like player count. But no, I, I think tweaking things like that especially could really make a major difference because when you're landing in a map and it just doesn't feel like you can find anyone, it's, it's not a good feeling. Like, no one wants to be in a running simulator the entire time they're playing a game. Yeah. So there's this thing on Rebirth called Extreme Quads. Yeah. If you guys are familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was, was it 65 players, 64? It was something like that in the 60s. And so there's like 20 plus more players on the map. However, like Rebirth was like these little POIs. There's only like eight locations. So when you have 60 people on a smaller map like that, like it might be harder for you to come back and find a gun somewhere this map however it's much bigger there's a lot more places so i feel like there's a lot more room to like regain so it would actually have a much better flow in my opinion so yeah. i hope they at least decide to do like um an event like that where they have like an extreme mode to see how it plays out you know to kind of tease the the idea of giving uh you know more players in the general uh uh playlist yeah or at least changing it to where uh it takes like another you get you get like a whole nother zone of resurgence so instead of ending the respawn timers in fourth zone change it to fifth zone so players could come back again uh for one more zone three or four more minutes yeah i was i was actually thinking the same thing i think it'd be a great way to test like uh the 
the health of a lobby and and what it feels like with doing the extreme mode as like the test and then hey this is maybe the better version of this map let's swing it over especially with the amount of verticality that's on the map and it's extra size it's certainly a, a big change that could go over well uh talk to me a little bit about uh your thoughts on the ground loot situation with plates money and then the quote unquote i've seen a lot of people say there's a lack of buy stations comparatively general thoughts on, on both of those topics now you bring it up um <laughs> the buy stations yeah we need some more of those or they need to like all spawn and like the default spawns maybe make them all accessible if they want to add some more i'm all for it if they want to make it to where they're always where they're supposed to be i mean i'll, I'll take that too i'll just base where i land uh on where the buy stations normally are i mean that um, could be impacting um kind of longevity and lobbies too would it not though if there's not enough of those buy stations, yeah. enough of that utility for players to be able to get to without contesting the small amount you have you would assume that's going to lead to more of those fights more of those teams not being able to otherwise keep their teams alive yeah and also like teams might just land where the buy station is and next thing you know half the lobby's gone the first zone yeah which was happening to me yesterday i was like wait <laughs> we're in zone one there's four teams left not sure what's happening but yeah i i yeah, that would be nice i will be curious to see if they decide to make those tweaks because again it, it does seem like although it, it, very excited in, in a about these changes in a, in a brand new map I, I think they took some things from rebirth island um and put them into this map thinking it's a one-for-one -one trade when it's not of, of course with general size of the map but also surface area that you can travel on so many parkour spots which i really like about the map um you know no, great point so let's let's kind of like uh let's let's talk about from the competitive side slightly um maybe just players trying to get better not even a true tournament side generally if in the first couple days of this map do you what do you think about the learning curve of this map like like do you think this is going to be a harder map to learn than rebirth a harder map for casuals or do you think it actually caters to um the, the casuals to at least some degree with the amount of cover that there is um i don't know i think it can cater to casuals because yes there's a lot more cover um rebirth I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of cover and you just kind of you just get like third partied and stuff i feel like this map you could be more in control of like a lot of scenarios there's so many power positions there might be a lot of routes to get to these power positions but you could still even from like playing a few days i could see like there is ways to like maintain control of like certain parts of the map and make sure like no one gets behind you um so i i don't think it'll be too hard for the casual to learn to play as long as they you know drop in and enjoy the game and not you know bicker about it the whole time anyway yeah i wonder uh <laughs> uh size differences aside do you think out of say rebirth island fortune's keep verdansk, verdansk caldera has there been a map to you that was harder to learn and become comfortable on than others i don't really know if there's a map like where there was a comfortability change or if there's a map i just didn't really like playing yeah that was that was caldera for me um i didn't even want to learn how to play the map to be <laughs> honest i was like man this thing it looks just kind of sad and i just i'd rather go to where it's colorful and happy you know on the yeah. island i'd rather be on vacation in the island than 
in the mine or something you know yeah mm. i mean that's, that's a huge piece to it too i mean you're you're streaming for however many hours each day doing the same map over and over and over again like you want to be happy doing that and uh, especially original caldera was honestly a huge miss in terms of the the community outlook on it and certainly has gotten a lot better with all of the changes this season the redeploy balloons etc but um, it seemed like most of the community is still kind of hanging out on on Rebirth Island and and now Fortune's Keep. You know, it's funny too. Like this isn't even really a question, more of a statement. But I I I do think a lot of us are gonna have trouble referring to Fortune's Keep because I even in my mind call it like it's Resurgence game mode. I call it a Rebirth game mode, which is the yeah. other map. So like once all maps are here, we're gonna be lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 go ahead, Katie. No, so I was I was curious, and I know um, I, I, this is a little bit of a step back, so I don't want to take away from kind of the competitive lead that we're starting to get through, Goj, but I wanted to ask really quick. Um, you talked about when you have people in chat, is there any, because I'm sure they come in and they, they want your advice, right? Specifically, they want Knight's advice. They know how good you are. Uh, do you get common questions or questions that happen most frequently, whether it's on your YouTube videos or in your Twitch, uh, from people coming to you and asking to improve? Do they have like a most common question that they have for you? Yeah. How do I get better at the game? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> what, is, what is your traditional answer? My answer is, well, you gotta learn what centering is. You gotta develop a gameplay style that suits what you're looking for and need to be open-minded when you get on and not complain about the game because that stuff will just prolong you like paying attention to what you're doing wrong and how to make improvements with it um that applies to anything if if you need to get something done sitting there complaining about it just it won't work you know so i just i use the same logic when it comes to video games because while at one point it was my work i didn't like a hard point map i had to learn it or else it was going to be a veto my team was going to be mad and then Next thing you know, I'm going to be sitting on the bench. I mean, that <laughs> happened anyway, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you, you get what I'm trying to say, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's great advice for anybody out there. Like, you got to put the time in and, and complaining about it's not certainly going to help you at all. Uh, if anything, it'll probably hinder you and, and kind of give you this mental block towards towards what you're trying to do. So uh, it's a great point. And, and speaking of, of course, competitive, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk about some tournaments, uh, potential tournaments. Uh, what do you think about tournaments in Rebirth first? Because, um, you know, we haven't really had this conversation in public. We've had some DMs about kind of Rebirth events and Rebirth tournaments because Rebirth has kind of taken the forefront of our attention and Activision's also recognized that. Therefore, they funded events on Rebirth Island and you've actually had a chance to play in a lot of those and win a lot of money in, in a lot of those, which has been super cool, especially alongside Aiden uh, and, and otherwise. So talk to me a little bit about the Rebirth tournaments that you've been a part of um, and, and what you think about Rebirth tournaments in general rebirth tournaments are just so much better in my opinion they they're just they have a lot more action a lot less dead um dead space between engagements and when it comes to like content and people wanting to watch or be involved so like these tournaments could even run and even from a com competitive side like i don't want to be having this thing where i'm running around the map for like two minutes don't see anyone um, finally found a team. Oh, we just got third partied from, you know, Mount Everest up there in a bush. So it's definitely fun uh, in that way, in my opinion. The smaller engagement or like close quarter engagement stuff, plus like the long range at some points, um, is definitely more enjoyable, I'd imagine. 
for uh, everyone to watch and definitely for us competitive people to play yeah i can't speak for everyone because i know there's some br lovers out there and i get that but me however i i love the rebirth attorneys i'm super sure. thankful they decide to host them did yeah. you anticipate that um because in in the latter half of warzone we've seen a very heavy shift in tournaments toward rebirth uh, and I imagine we'll see Fortune's Keep tournaments. But uh, was that something you anticipated or that surprised you? Did you think it was strictly going to just stay Caldera, Big Map? Or uh, what, what were your thoughts when you started seeing more and more and more of these Rebirth tournaments cropping up? Um, I thought Rebirth's like, growth and involvement in tournaments was kind of like inevitable when a lot of the creators, uh, smaller scale creators, not even like the big names, were starting to pop up on uh on the rebirth side of things and get a lot of love and there was rebirth tournaments being hosted from um you know like smaller not like activision but there's just other tournaments and a lot of people wanted to watch it there's a whole rebirth island um <clears throat> it's now for both but it's called sweats.gg it's like this yep. website where you could check your kills per game damage per game score per minute everything headshot kill record kill streak time played all that fun stuff so there was that and it was getting a lot of love. There's a lot of active users. I believe like there's over 30,000 active users on that. And that alone was enough for me to be like, yeah, people definitely like this. And it's not like everyone who plays Rebirth even knows about, uh, you know, this little website where that stuff was being tracked. So it was definitely going eventually it, there was going to be a tournament. And then if that tournament got good feedback, there would be more. And that's what I got from it. Bunch of big, nice fun yeah fat <laughs> cash tournaments yeah a, a lot of cash thrown at the rebirth community quickly and i mean i i have to say you were one of the first people that popped up as yo grab this guy for your team he knows rebirth and he's good at the game we gotta snag him and and quickly it was aiden's squad that picked you up for most of those events and you guys had a lot of success i mean i think i was looking back at warzone earnings and just on rebirth island i think you've won somewhere around the neighborhood of like 15k uh in yeah. overall price money i don't know if you've been paid that out yet but uh but hopefully I you don't have even know. <laughs> I don't even know, to be but, honest. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's been really cool. And, and one of the questions that we wanted to, to talk about, you and I actually had DMs about this, was when these tournaments did start popping up, you know, there was this whole, like, rebirthers as a as a term for a lot of you all if i could if i can lump you into a group of people that that yeah, are represented no, by, by a game mode but mm -hmm. um you know there was a lot of rebirthers that maybe uh either they thought or their communities or honestly the general opinion thought they should be invited to these events that are on rebirth island like this is what they've been grinding for and they haven't had a single event over the last you know eight months for some some people um and they weren't getting invites kind of what was your kind of initial reaction to the to the rebirth or question on getting tournament invites and then how that kind of progressed going forward um i did feel for some of them because it, they did play it every day yeah uh, they're part of the reason rebirth was put on the map some of them like pc tech or nixta yep. um big following you know great content creators they're, they're really good at what they do uh, it's people like that that help put Rebirth literally on the map, in my opinion. Um, so when, if those players in particular and a few others, uh, I won't name everyone, didn't really get invited, uh, you know, it does, it does kind of sting a little bit. I, I do feel bad for them. I didn't even get invited to some of them, you know, 
thankfully, other players who did, you know, like Aiden, he came into my Twitch chat and was like, hey, there's a Reaper tournament you want to play. I'm like, yeah, I'll play that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every day of the week. <laughs> um, I get, I get like them inviting all the creators they normally worked with and whatnot. But I do feel like they did not really look too deep into who, you know, they should have been, should have invited. I feel like they could have done a little bit of a better job. From my understanding, uh, they were invited to some of them and maybe turned it down. But like the last ones, maybe, you know, they could have been looked at for uh, an invite, yeah, maybe. Yep, yep. Yeah, that can, that can always be a tricky situation where oftentimes there's that information gap of who was invited but maybe couldn't make it yeah who gets onto social media as they were not invited or not included right and sometimes some of that can kind of get lost in the noise but you have been invited and you have won a, a decent amount of tournaments and you've uh won them a, a lot of the time with with aiden but it was z smith and, and co has that uh what was that experience like did you ever take on an igl role did they ever lean on you for your map specific knowledge that you had yeah um most of the time yeah i was sort of just igling <laughs> i was kind of just navigating us around the map just calling stuff we were just doing it but it didn't really matter because when we we're all together like we were literally just untradeable as like a unit we were just moving like when we caught like um our rhythm i don't know i just it didn't really matter what we did we could have called something where we spin a circle 10 times in our chair and just run through the middle of the map and we would have found a way to make it work sure that's how comfortable we you were ever want to do that while we're casting yeah. please don't hesitate <laughs> please that do would it be again. uh <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun watching you guys play it, it it did feel like yes knight is calling the shots to some degree but also, like you said, you, you guys were just kind of walking nuke. It was like anybody that walks around you, everyone's going down every single time. And especially when you were in that groove. And it was it was cool to see the almost cavalierness that you guys had walking around the map. Like, yeah, nobody could touch us right now. Yeah. And they're both like incredible players, like, uh, you know, amongst the best, literally. But they're also just fun you know yeah yeah that yeah fun vibe you get while playing a tournament like it's it's like there's nothing that matches that so really thankful that uh they decided to hit me up to play because uh, there's no one else that i really would have rather played with uh than those two individuals in particular yeah that that's awesome well let's let's briefly talk and we'll kind of close out some of our thoughts here about fortunes keep uh, potential events in the future before I have, I have one more question in the neighborhood of what we were talking about before we started about the three maps rotation but uh, in terms of the competitive scene uh fortunes keep and again we're we're what a couple days in at this point so this is all conjecture but just general general thoughts from your side of like how do you think fortunes keep events would play like you do, you th do you think customs could work on this map when it is included in the customs playlist? Um, is that exciting? Is that kind of like, eh, I'd rather them continue to be on Rebirth? Like, general thoughts. Yeah, I think you work on Fortune's Keep. Um, I think they need to include more buy stations if we're going to be playing a tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's going to cause a lot of chaos. Um, unless there's, like, a bunch of these portable buys and in, in crates everywhere, like, I guess it wouldn't be as bad, but... I would hate to be the person that relies on a portable buy to get a load E while yeah. <laughs> you got Biffle running at you. You know what I mean? That's just not really fun. But I think the map itself would look great in a tournament format. Um, there is this 
vibe where it could be a little ratty, but I mean that was that was on Verdans too, and yeah, people you know enjoyed Verdans tournaments too. Okay, if you had to, is there like the rat? I maybe you already mentioned it earlier, but is there like the rat spot you would point out in tournaments? Yeah, it's that cave. You can't see <laughs> anything. Cave, it all goes back it, to the cave. Yeah. It, it's I wouldn't even call it a cave. It's like the I don't even know what to call it. It's like the the black hole. You just don't go in the black hole. <laughs> I th is that, that's so the bad. same spot that Aiden put that tweet out where he like just absolutely finessed on those four guys that were down below. No, that that was I think that was actually on Caldera. That was like a little sewage. Oh, I thought that was the same drop down for the cave because it had the zipline and everything. Maybe I miss I miss saw it. That's that's hilarious. No, this one is like a. It's like 50 meters across and it's like you jump in and there's a bunch of different little tunnels yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and different levels. It's it's a scary place. I'm, <laughs> I'm not comfortable down there. I don't think it's I ever scary will be. Place. We don't talk about the black hole here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want I want to continue this thread, but I do have to jump in here, Katie. We we got to bring up the the current gun meta. Like, talk to me about how fun this like mobility forward meta is right now. With the I think it's the tape grip that is just like I mean seemingly yeah. like seemingly broken. Like, talk to me a little about it. You, you think it's gonna be patched? How fun is it? Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's a great time. I'm literally <laughs> last night I was playing. And I ran circles around these three people and they were struggling to even like they weren't even close to catching up with me on their screen while I'm just <laughs> running around them. I felt so bad, but ended up like making a TikTok about it uh earlier or yeah, earlier? No, last night and I was like, ran into this demon squad, they had no chance. But in reality <laughs> of it, they were guppies and they were just turning on like one one cents, yeah, just not yeah. able to keep up. It's it's on it's a lot of fun. Um the casuals are not gonna like that one, that's for sure. Oh no! Every every time I get a kill, the death comes like, "How's he moving so fast?" <laughs> I'm just like, "If only you knew, buddy. If only you knew." How long do you think you got to enjoy this before it gets fixed or <sighs> changed? I mean, I want to at least be able to do all the SMGs. So hopefully, like a week. Give me a week of this broken flash movement, and um, I'll be I'll be content. Y'all got the ninja run right now all over the map. Here it is. Yeah, straight back, just flying. It's, it's honestly a lot of fun. It's refreshing. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being a mouse and keyboard player. I just saw somebody chat say this too. A mouse and keyboard player close range right now. Like, I just don't. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. I don't oh know my how. Gosh. I don't know how you even work. Like, there's just no way you can track that at close range. You're just, your nope. arms swinging around the table, like slamming your cups and stuff off of uh, off of your desk. This is how, this is our insidious way to get everyone to go over to controller. Yeah, it's the, the, final, it. the final motion to, to break the debate. <laughs> you just can't compete anymore yeah oh my gosh well okay so the exciting news um was uh, i say exciting we, we, I, I would assume it's exciting is that rebirth is not going away uh it's gone for a week or so um two weeks maybe and then it's back and we're gonna have this three map not even rotation just kind of three maps all together all available which is kind of crazy um not expected to be honest i was expecting rebirth to completely go away because we're only what seven months ish uh no a little bit more than that like eight no yeah seven months wow this is crazy time is moving fast seven months away from warzone 2 potentially i mean we're looking at warzone 2 into november beginning of december similar to when caldera dropped uh you know obviously modern warfare 2 coming a bit sooner than that 
Um, so not that long. Uh, it, I would not have been surprised to see Rebirth completely gone for those last seven months or so. It was so popular. I think it, uh, you know, the people behind the scenes were like, maybe we drop this new map and it's not going to increase our file size too big to have both of them exist at once. Talk to me general thoughts about keeping both maps and where do you expect the player base to kind of go in the next couple weeks? Um, I think my opinion right now from a week from now will change meaning yeah people don't like the map yet because they're not comfortable but give them a week they might feel comfortable and be like you know i might play this map a little bit more or they might just not even get on the game and hop on rebirth there's no way of really telling uh i enjoy both and i'm going to continue to enjoy both while they're both out i don't really mind either one being out there but from the viewer standpoint, in my stream, it looks like people want to go back and land at Cam and Bio and yeah. get in the windows and whatnot. So you think that carrying, if as we kind of experience this, uh, once Rebirth comes back, kind of a three, three map that Goj was talking about, do you think that's something that would be healthier if it continued on into Warzone 2? Uh, essentially, when that comes around, would you prefer to see three maps or do you think it's still better to just kind of keep it at at the two that we've seen thus far i mean it if warzone 2 is incredible <laughs> then we could have two maps if it's not i mean we need them to have to put that third map back in yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Just, you know what i mean it's it's whatever the people want I, i'll have fun no matter what, as long as there's like a fast-paced environment where I'm getting a bunch of engagements, um, I just hope it's the same for everyone who enjoys watching it. Yeah, I I know it. This has been more of a problem in Caldera recently with until now with Fortune's Keep, but queue times were an issue, uh, and and filling up lobbies was an issue in Caldera. I think that's another reason that uh, Rebirth Island has has seen some success is that it's quicker to get into a map obviously the maps are faster um and there hasn't been as many issues have you seen any queue time issues from the rebirth side and then my big question mark is hey if the kind of hype dies around fortunes keep and we go back to the like player base we had before that announcement i mean it, with the player base more spread out between three maps you could start seeing like maps not filling as often queue times being longer like i don't know I, I'm, a, I'm a bit curious to see if there's going to be any issues in the smaller side but again you do have smaller lobbies like have you seen any issues with that no, I haven't yeah. seen any issues. I think Caldera's map will kind of die in flames before the other two maps do, to be honest. I think those two maps will have a better chance of filling up. Not even just because they're smaller and takes less players to start them. It's because they're more fun, from my understanding, from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, would I feel bad for people who play Caldera. They're going to be sitting in the queue time for about seven business days. <laughs> <laughs> While Fortune's Keep and Rebirth is just play again, play again, play again, play again. You know, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, the game mode too as well. You know, it's not only faster queue times, getting into lobbies quicker, but less of a chance. You, you get more chances to come back and continue playing within each map that you've queued into, which isn't always going to be the case in things like Caldera or back in Verdansk. But uh, as we kind of, we've gotten your thoughts on a, a few of these things, and maybe they're going to be the same when I ask you this question, but do you have any biggest asks outside of maybe kind of the camos that you mentioned for Warzone 2, the things to you that are 
the most crucial for them to execute on for the big shift? I do not know. If, when you say this big shift, are you referring to the next? You're referring to the next Warzone map to jump? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when Warzone two hits. Um, I think it's for them to pay attention to the feedback from these two maps that they have running in the background of Caldera, and implement that into their next big map. If they look at Caldera strictly and just be like, well, this map was so bad, we need to do something completely different, and they ignore, like, the good stuff with, like, Rebirth and Fortune's Keep, I think they'll miss out on something, like, really great for the uh, longevity of the next game. If a lot of people enjoy Rebirth and Fortune's Keep, they just need to... I wouldn't say they just need to, but they really should try to implement that sort of play style and... And um, not just make it like this huge, empty area where you're just playing hide-and-go-seek somehow still with no trees anywhere. Just can't find yeah. anyone, you know? Yeah, 100% hear you on that. I, I think uh, as we look towards Warzone 2, I'll be very curious to see what they do with the Rebirth you know, community. I'm going to continue to call it the Rebirth community until somebody tells me otherwise. Resurgence community, maybe. I don't know. Uh, because I, I would assume we're going to get a brand new map again with Warzone 2 because nothing is carrying over. Very curious to see where we land with that. But um, Night, man, thank you for all of your thoughts. It's been really cool to kind of just dive deep into your brain about where you think the current state of Warzone is, where you think the, the future state of Warzone is going, specifically from the resurgence side. Um, any final thoughts? I mean, of course, uh, we'll shout out your socials, but final thoughts, things we didn't ask you that, like, are is that top of mind right now? No. Beautiful. Nothing, really. I feel like we kind of went over everything. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great time. Really appreciate your time. Uh, shout out all your socials. Where can people find you? Uh, uh, Twitter, YouTube, everything you're grinding. Of course, your live stream on Twitch. Like, shout it all out for us. Uh, I stream on Twitch. My Twitch is just night. Twitch.tv slash night on YouTube. You could just type in night and I'll pop up on Warzone. And on Twitter, it's Gorgonite. That's really it. And so we really got going right Be now. Beautiful, my man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank it you. was an absolute pleasure. I know you're about to go stream, so enjoy your stream as well. I'm sure you're going to be slaying out those uh, those Fortune Keeps uh, lobbies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for having me. I do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. You so much for coming on. And I hope we see some, some tweets on some PRs maybe here today. I hope you get some good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Take it easy, guys. Yep. See ya. All right, Katie, uh, another exciting guest on uh, the podcast. But folks, don't that go anywhere. In... Oh, no, no, that, oh, you're that right. Camo, that answer was so delightfully unique. It, it, yep. I, yep. He said that, and I was like, I never would have expected that answer. I actually really loved that. No, it, it's a great point, and I think that is the, that is the true mind of a content creator, right? Like, it's obviously mm -hmm. a great customizable option for everybody at home. If you under, like, we're trying to play Warzone, and you're like, I want to customize my character. It's always a good thing. Like, you see the success of that from from Fortnite in particular. Um, but uh, no, Knight's fantastic, thriving stream. Super excited we had a chance to get him on the podcast, um, and uh, just an absolute blast. Blast. But we have some pretty important things, and some of 
of this will actually refer to night as well. So don't go anywhere, mm -hmm. chat, because for the first time, I can officially announce a brand new sponsor of the stream. You guys can type exclamation point sponsor right now. It is Coliseum, and we have our own section on a Coliseum. We have officially named this section. Uh, I, I believe we've gone with, uh, this is this is the, the Coliseum stat chat, Katie, because Coliseum's mm -hmm really cool online platform you gotta go check it out if you want kind of more from your warzone streaming you can create your own fantasy team of streamers and uh run these like actually challenges to win money uh by putting together fantasy teams based on like kills deaths uh and wins we'll talk a little bit more about that later but they've also uh, kind of supplied us with a ton of really cool kind of stat lines to go over during this section so huge shout out to coliseum you guys can check them out again in the chat as well but let me pull this up now our formatting is gonna be a little bit weird until i fix it because we're going from a three cam to a two cam but we should be okay shortly give me a half second we're gonna delete boom all right we've got some things to go over and i'm gonna fix katie's head and it will be rocking oh, okay. and rolling no, no, no. you've shaved off look everyone makes fun of me for having a five head so if you want to just <laughs> shave off a little bit off the top i'm okay with that it's fine no you're just oh, gonna no, be... it's all forehead right now yeah no we're fixing it we're fixing it we're fixing okay, it fix. this fix. is the fix. nature of uh, of a discord based call that makes it really easy on our guests sometimes we have to do a little bit of formatting but okay so coliseum super cool they've given us a lot of data to go over uh, so we're going to kind of run through some of these graphics and have some conversations around them and we have some even more like interesting info behind the scenes um and, and again this is the coliseum stat chat portion it's gonna be a lot more organized going forward it's the first time that we had a chance to do that with our sponsor so thank you to coliseum for making this happen but uh they gave us some stats on this last week right fortunes keeps been out for a couple of days now three i think to be exact it came out on wednesday at the time of this recording this is friday when we recorded this three days in the first three days aiden has dropped a 41 on fortunes keep that is the most kills that we've seen uh from coliseum side that is a part of their website and those would obviously go towards your fantasy fantasy team should you be participating in the challenges so 41 on fortunes keep is insane katie as we were talking about the uh the kind of like i mean there's 40 players on the map and it's spread out and people are hiding like finding 41 is crazy that's outrageous actually and he yeah. did it he he had multiple tweets that day too of of a 40 and then a 41 you're sitting there saying i i, I mean there's got to be some rng some luck that's going your way but how the hell do you manage to do that? And maybe the answer is simply just that your name's Aiden. Yeah, right. No, and, and then on the other side, we also have exciting news from Caldera. I mean, there's a huge update in Caldera that we haven't even talked about, uh, about all these changes, visibility changes. And seemingly it's helped out because Super Evan dropped a world record, dropped 63 kills uh, <laughs> in, in Caldera, which is crazy. Just... So really cool to see these stats. Let's keep going through them. Um, this is a, another really cool one. Again, this goes back to their, their fantasy challenges where you get to see the number of kills and different things that help out towards your fantasy points. For instance, look at these numbers. Most kills that we saw on Fortune's Keep uh, from Aiden was 41. Um, we see a victory streak of 11 from Biffle. The most wins, I believe, on... This is Fortune's Keep data, by the way. Microvolt has 31 wins on Fortune's Keep already. Uh, average placement right now for Biffle on Fortune's Keep. Uh, it, it's number one out of anybody. <laughs> that but, is the most hysterical stat on oh, this. Yeah. Average placement first place well looking at our stats the literal technical stat is he, he averages 1. unfortunately 1.17 on fortune's keep that is crazy 
absolutely absurd. No, that, that is that is an outrageous stat line to be able to tout. And there was something so there was something else that I, I don't think we have in this one, but I thought was wild is um, everyone loves executions, right? Everyone loves that showy moment where you finesse someone and you are able to get into that little mini cinematic where you execute them. And and it's metaphor who has the most executions overall, actually, in um, all matches right now. And it's 29 executions. That, that very busy, very oh, busy yeah. ruining people's days. No, I mean, th and that's uh, that's just this week, right? We're talking about this week in particular and uh, very impressed with some of these stat lines. Metaphor also, surprisingly, has the most time played overall this week out of any streamer, which is... Uh, I I, he wasn't my first guest, but then you think about it and you're like, wait, Metaphor does grind like crazy. So um, anyways, really cool stats. Let's continue. We've got one more graphic here to go through, Katie, in our Coliseum stat chat. Uh, the ultimate squad. So this is a fun part of, of what Ooh. they do with the Daily Fantasy is that points are ascribed towards different stat lines kills wins you know time a lot like all of these stats mm. go into you know how many fantasy points just like traditional fantasy sports if you do fantasy football or fantasy basketball or whatever you have different stat lines for uh you know different different players so like a qb has stats on based on how many yards they throw run and then of course if they fumble or something it goes negative same thing for warzone fantasy Frozone actually was the top performer from a fantasy perspective, which again would su surprise some people. The rest of these aren't going to surprise anybody. You've got Huskers, you've got FIFA Kill, you have Aiden, you have Metaphor, and then you have Diaz Biffle, all of those you would expect. But Frozone is at the top of this list, and I believe the reason for it is this. Yes, not dropping necessarily like 50 bomb after 50 bomb after 50 bomb, although still dropping high kill games. It's the fact that he's not dying and he's winning often, right? Like the mm -hmm. negatives aren't coming in often, so his totals are going to creep up higher. Really cool. Okay, I, I gotta, we gotta talk about, uh, <laughs> uh, on all these stats they give us, we gotta talk about two stats that maybe aren't the best for the person that has the stat line, but it cracks me up to look at them. And, uh, all right. Uh, Knight mentioned campers. Yep. Mentioned people who are sitting in corners and not moving a lot. Well, <clears throat> in a single match, in a single match, the streamer with the least time moving they weren't going anywhere fast was five by five who in a single match had a 41 percent time spent moving stat line the majority of the time they were not going anywhere that's actually grown 41 percent time spent moving is actually outrageous yeah it's kind of crazy to think about too from like a battle royale stance where you really do have to rotate quite often but it, in fortune's keep there's so many opportunities to kind of hang out in certain positions especially when you're learning a new map and not knowing exactly every angle to get shot from doesn't surprise me that that stat is uh the the, the lowest goes to five by five uh, in, in that playlist. I would assume that's on Fortune's Keep as well, but it might actually just be overall uh, that that stat goes forward. So really cool. Anyways, th this these stats are super fun. Any other ones that kind of stick out to you that we've gone over? I think these are our three graphics that we're going to show today for Coliseum. Oh, yeah. um, impressed yeah. by Frozone at the top of our fantasy points list. If you go and make your own fantasy team, which I'll talk about in just a second, certainly consider Fro in the conversation because again, it's not tournament winnings. It's based on their pubs lobby performances um uh, all right I, I got it you said anything else that stands out um so i said there was two uh, and this sure. is the other one uh and this is overall um so not just fortune's game but overall um it, most deaths actually went to teep 
uh, with 10 deaths in a single match. Wow. And I, for someone as good as he is, I got to know, were you, were you trying out a real, were weird, weird build? Were you in yeah, the right. sweatiest lobby in the world? Like, keep. What, is, <laughs> what is going wrong that you have 10 deaths? It, there, there had to be something weird going on in that map. It almost makes me want to go back into his VODs to try and find it. But I saw that one was really interesting to me. And then of course, uh, in a single match, the, the most damage in fortunes keep Aiden with 16 K. Yeah. That's a, that's a impressive. lot. Especially with the size of the lobby 16,000 that's an extremely good damage amount to get on caldera yeah no absolutely i, I think the team combo is probably he was playing aggro uh on fortune's keep just reckless abandon on lives little bit of a blender dropping back on the same loadout multiple times and dying 10 is very impressive though i will say uh i'm sure he's not super proud of that stat line but also you know shit it's it's resurgence that's the whole point we're supposed to die uh that's that's if you're if you're playing slow you're playing camping then you're like what are you doing you, you can you can come back to life for free so uh go for it and full send on it I'm, I'm sure that timer towards the end like on death 10 was like three minutes like it was something obscene um <laughs> But regardless, huge shout out to Coliseum once again for making this all possible. We're going to continue to do Coliseum stat chats every single uh, episode that we have going forward. And we'll have new stats per that week. Um, something that you guys need to know about Coliseum. Again, exclamation point Coliseum in the chat. Exclamation point sponsor in the chat if you don't know how to spell Coliseum. I also put in a variable, by the way, in the in the command for every other way that you can spell Coliseum. Just you, so, so that people aren't like, oh God, how do I spell this and mess it up and nothing comes up it, it will also be on a timer in the chat but if you don't know about coliseum i'm going to kind of read out their their kind of statement for you it, it, you you want to get more out of warzone streaming from a viewer standpoint you can enter into coliseum's free fantasy warzone contest and win when your favorite streamers win literally that's how it works and so uh, you know build your dream squad you can do that right now coliseum.co that is k-o-l-o-s-s-e-u-m.co C O. Um, and I just covered Katie's five head to, to read that ad doc. Yeah, but I uh, but yes, go check out Coliseum. They've been super gracious to us. We're excited to partner with them in the future. Um, more of these stat chats, more of these fun conversations around stats. We're even going to get, you know, you got to stay tuned for the stat chat next week because we're going to get like who lost the most gulags in that week and we can just flame the crap out of them. Well, I can't get... wait for that. I, we, we told them specifically because everyone loves stats, right? You love to get those random obscure stats about players or maps or whatever and and that was immediately what i, I told goach before we went live i was like i want to know who the worst offender yeah. is for losing their ones yeah. who, who is losing their ones and who is winning their ones the most so we're gonna get you all those stats but again a huge shout out to to coliseum and i think coliseum also coach you know a, a testament to where we are with the podcast we're still just starting out but the reception we've received from the community from the players themselves, the people who have come on, uh, the brand new YouTube we have, which is uh, finally has broken over a uh, hundred subscribers. So thank you for everyone for that. We're getting hundreds of views on the videos now. Uh, to see Coliseum come in, uh, recognize that, and and want to support to help keep this going really means a lot. So uh, big shout out to you guys. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see more of those stats because I think we can do <laughs> we can do some really fun stuff on those uh, on the podcast with them. Totally agree. Final word on Coliseum, by the way. 
uh, I, I, I am getting word. We do have a promo code that we can use. I will add that into the command for the next episode. Promo <laughs> code bot lobby, all full caps, all one word bot lobby should get you a little extra promo to get into some of these tournaments. Again, some of them are for free. Some of them are slight buy-in. So go check it out. See what you can do. You pick five streamers to create your fantasy squad. Super excited to continue to work with Coliseum going forward. We should start forward. doing that. Oh, should we do that? I'm down. We can start building our own well, teams. You're going to crush me, bro. No, you're going to crush me because if we compete against each other, I don't remember what that, what tournament was it uh, that we had to build out our bracket and mine was, I got like 359th and you got like 12th or something. Yeah. It was really bad. Honestly, like, you know, we can do it, Katie, but we just know who's going to win this. Like, I'm a stat guy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thank you to Coliseum. Know. Stat chats are going to be coming every single week. All right. Moving forward into our next topic, Katie, we've got a lot to talk about. And one of the things that we need to talk about is, of course, Shitter's Digest is back, okay? Mm -hmm. We've had a great episode of those four, but remember, Shitter's Digest is always at the end. So don't forget to come back and stay for the end of this podcast, because this is when we talk about all the drama in the Warzone scene. It's been a bit dry recently. We mentioned at the beginning, but this week has been a little crazy. Last week and a half really has been crazy since our last episode with Modern Warzone. Uh, I, let's let's start talking about some of these topics. I, I, I think one of the main ones that we have on here, and I love the title of it, Cheating Allegations Electric Boogaloo. It has been <laughs> non-stop, again, always is, about mm -hmm. some of these streamers, their competitors that have been competing for a long time, and uh, it... it just allegations going out towards mm -hmm. him. But as we jump into this, kind of set the frame uh, of this scene. I made a tweet when this was all going out, and I'm going to kind of gas myself a little bit because it's it's an interesting analogy. I don't think it's perfect, but I'm going to use it. My tweet, again, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Grandmaster Gooch. Uh, I said, hi. It, uh, yeah, no problem. I said, hi, it's me again. <laughs> if you're being accused of cheating in Warzone, spend at least a couple weeks doing everything in your power, everything, all caps, everything in your power to prove that to that to be incorrect with as humble a heart as possible then after you've done that mm. before you can then be combative or obstinate uh, after it keeps happening and people don't believe you we've seen people do that in the past i don't this is what i said i said i don't care about your pride if you're small get over it you need to sustain your career in today's climate Otherwise, everything will burn because the Warzone comp scene is the Wild West right now with tumbleweeds blowing in the sand until Warzone 2. This is the analogy that I started losing myself on, but I think it still works. I said, you've got zero sheriffs. You've got a bunch of cowboys and cowgirls talking, taking, taking care of business in ways that like tr honestly aren't really lawful, but they're close enough to be considered gray area. You're the new cowboy in town, and people think you're going to rob them. You're going to have to prove that, that you're a decent one. So there's my analogy for what's going on in the war zone scene. No, it's uh, relevant, though. Yeah, it, it, it'll start off this conversation, Katie. It, it's extremely relevant because... <sighs> There's no, you know, there's no governing body, if you will. It's not like Activision is vocally going to come down and, and determine innocence or guilt. <laughs> and I mean, the TOs, you know, can only do so much as well. So it's, it's really court of public opinion, which can be a very tough place once an opinion has already been solidified. But to that note, uh, the spearhead of, of it all coming back again, uh, we, we had a tweet out of uh, uh, Shifty recently. And Shifty was accused by a lot of people. And to be fair, there was a lot of 
very suspect clips. Was Shifty ever outright dead to rights, you know, obvious caught? No, but there was a lot of questionable content that understandably raised eyebrows and uh shifty was a bibbity bobbity boobity and out of the scene right um not playing in any events there was obviously the whole debacle where he and scumman were were flown out uh but he tweeted uh pros saying they don't think i cheat anymore after them not being able to find real proof proof for months and i'm still unable to compete how is this even possible he goes on to say literally everything is twitter attorneys right now because i'm not allowed in the big shit twitter hosts won't allow me to play not even allowed to play the tournaments on console is just how i know it's all bullshit and nothing to do with accusations and then and then you have another tweet uh about six days later from impress that goes the fact that shifty can cheat get caught and still play in a lot of twitter tournaments is the corniest shit ever start hacking guys just throw on a cam and shit and you're golden so we're getting some very conflicting yeah. things going on here in these two tweets you know it's it's funny too because on my initial tweet that I put out, and it wasn't some like big banger viral tweet or anything, but uh, you know, I had a number of comments. People were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, totally right." Some people were like, "No, it doesn't even work." And one of the people that said that was Selly, um, who she and Shifty are very close, and, and Shifty even commented like, "I tried that boss" or something like that. And we had some conversations in DMs, but I also, you know, responded to them and said like, "The problem with Shifty, Shifty was the reason I said this. Like, what I don't care. Again, we've had this conversation a thousand times. I don't want to rehash the Shifty." kind of convo but i do want to rehash the way it was handled because the problem with shifty was because he started kind of started the whole scene when he started getting accused by being kind of a little bit more combative and opposite standing up for himself rightly but not kind of acquiescing to their requests it, it became mm -hmm. a problem because it blew up when your cheating accu accusations go from the core competitive side to exploding into more mainstream that's when you have a problem you have to nip it in the bud early or you're going to be toast because i'll just tell you a little bit behind the scenes boom efus like big tournament provider providers that are working with activision etc they will make decisions only when it is a problem somebody yeah. being accused in the small scale scene will not necessarily change them getting mm -hmm. invited to these big tournaments if they would have gotten invited regardless what does change that is when the overarching public opinion the massive audience that is originally the warzone community that public opinion says yes we believe this person is cheating that's when it starts changing your actual tournament invites so you have to address it immediately with as humble as the heart as possible knock down all allegations and then be combative later because you said i've done my time of proving myself like I, I love using Mutex as an example. Obviously not a one-for-one -one trade with some of our small streamers, but he put up like nine cameras because he was constantly getting accused because he was a freak at the game. Put up like nine cameras, streamed that way for a month and said, I'm doing this for a month, period, in a sentence, and then I'm done addressing these hater allegations. I will show you I play the exact same with nine cameras up showing you every ounce of my setup. And he did. And nobody accuses him anymore. And the one or two people that do, the vocal minority, just get obliterated by the public opinion. So if you want to succeed in this space, the way it's currently situated with all of these allegations, the Wild West, you have to do the same. You, you have to say, fine, here's nine cameras. Let me do my thing. Well, it's hard, right? Because it's an understandable if, if you 
aren't cheating and you're being accused, it's an understandable reaction to immediately be hostile because people are attacking your character. They're attacking uh, either your current livelihood or the livelihood that you're hoping to build for yourself. They're attacking your future opportunities that you might not even know about yet. Uh, so it's understandable to be upset, but I, I agree with Goj. You are forced into a position where you have to be humble, right? You have to say, fine, I am going to open everything up and and go above and beyond uh, what I, I need to do to show you guys this is not the case and then move forward from it. But it can be so desperately difficult in, in the court of public opinion, right? Because a lot of that public opinion is going to be fed into and is going to be dictated by what other competitive players are saying. Yep. And to go back to what you mentioned too, right? You, you talked about how some of these big tournament providers, it, it, they only care once it becomes a big issue. Well, it, it's a big issue to them them when players that they invite consistently are saying I will no longer play in your tournaments if this person is invited and for people in I, I think Shifty's case and I think you described it really well with Mutex there's the do's and the do nots and unfortunately even if you're innocent if your first approach is anger and it might be, you know, kind of like righteous, innocent anger. It's not going to come across as that. It's going to come across as someone taking <clears throat> or throwing punches in a corner, right? Yep. Where you're like, oh, okay, they are guilty. Like, look at how angry they're being. But it, it's just hard because then you get, I, I think, uh, kind of to, to move forward into some of these flanked tweets that were coming out recently um, on on the 21st and some other ones. I, I know we've we've had discussions and seen murmurings about Unveiled before, but Flanked was tweeting on the 21st, another cheater found, facepalm, and Flanked's been really vocal about things. But I know that uh, apparently there's been some dust-ups about Oki as well, Goj. Yeah, and yeah. that, that <laughs> kind of threw me, because I remember we were talking about it, and I was like, Goj, wait, what? Like, when, yeah. when has that been a thing? So, you know, the unveiled conversation we've had on the podcast before, I don't want to rehash that, but the, the simple kind of back and forth on it was uh, some people were accusing him in a tournament. You know, power went out during a tournament. People were like, oh, he's evading, um, not showing a lot. And, and to be clear, like, and I think he knows this, like, he hasn't been at the most upfront person when it comes to, like, addressing the cheating allegations comparatively to the way that, you, unfortunately, you're kind of ex having to expect somebody to be uh, this early. I know Oki has been quite a bit more open to showing that he's not um but there have been a lot of allegations against hoki um more so recently because a been playing with unveiled so it's kind of this like guilty by association if veiled's cheating which i'm not saying he necessarily is um but a lot of people associate them as both cheaters because they think unveiled cheats Oki's you know categorized into that same category and katie to be totally honest with you a lot of these Verdansk clips from way back in the day are starting to surface again around Oki that have been like harboring in this like weird, uh, you know, like cesspool pit of of a of a wager chat that are like always on board to try to take somebody down. And, and like some of them are crazy sus. I don't have any of the context around those clips though, so I'm definitely not one to jump to say this person's cheating, this person's not cheating. But I will say Oki has been a little bit more upfront in terms of, hey, I'll money can, hey, I'll do whatever uh, I need to do. So be curious to see how that all shakes up. I am not the judge. We are just the messenger on what's going kind of right. on in the scene. And I'm not even one to think that any of these players are cheating, but it does kind of raise the question of like, how do we even, how do we even approach this scene right now? from an up-and-comers perspective without just going above and beyond mm -hmm. in the most humble way possible. And it's difficult to, Katie, to like kind of finish this conversation of like, 
you've got to think about it from the the large player perspective at least to some degree to have any sort of semblance of why this is such a big deal um from the large player perspective especially the competitor perspective that is their livelihood is winning tournaments they've they've proven that they can and will win quite a bit of tournaments and they have assured themselves hey i will win at least x amount of money over the course of the next couple months based on the tournaments that are coming um they're not necessarily saying i will win every tournament not even necessarily saying they will win any of the tournaments so they will win some amount of money that is their livelihood so when somebody new comes up in the scene that they don't know and doesn't have great setup or doesn't uh you know show a lot on their setup it doesn't stream with a face cam like always the reaction is not oh who's this newcomer starting to win tournaments it's who's this newcomer theoretically robbing my my money like right. my money that I think I am owed or I am assured because I am this good. Who is this mm -hmm. person that is robbing me of my livelihood? And that's not fair, but it's the way a lot of these streamers think. And I think I, I think from their perspective, they're warranted to some degree to think of that. Although they're not owed right. anything, they've got to earn it. A newcomer, the, the chance of them cheating is a huge issue. And so if right. there's a way to expose them, if there's a way to say, hey, they are they are they are definitely cheating, I can tell you this, and getting them out, you're protecting your ability to live. Uh, right. and, and so obviously it's gonna come with a lot of fire and passion on both sides. Well, I think um as well to to your point too about um kind of being humble on the tail end of this, it's when we talk about Oki specifically, it's uh he had a twit longer that he posted about the accusations, which was fairly combative and seemed fairly uh frustrated which i can understand why you would be frustrated but to that case in point right rated responded to a tweet that oki had deleted um but also in reference that same day to those accusations saying not the attitude if you're actually not cheating which i don't know and no one does but you then you should laugh at them all because you're that much better just what i would do anyway and it's that same sentiment right it's yeah i don't uh you kind of just got to take take it on the chin and prove them wrong and keep moving forward and unfortunately though there's no guarantee that that is going to get you back into the the clear with people yeah. and that is that is the part that's toughest right you're basically you need to open up everything be humble and do what you can with no guarantee that it's going to work yeah no it, it is a hard thing to do it is a hard space to be in but it is what it is right now that's really all i can say about it so i'm glad we're able to talk a little bit about that um you know we've, we've been going a little bit long and, and i want to get to this next topic i want to finish with yeah. this topic it is not a traditional shitters digest topic i will say this is not necessarily competitive warzone drama but it is tied to our competitive warzone players um there was a lot of stink around g fuel this past week mm -hmm. katie and you and i both know g fuel well uh we know their product well we know literally hundreds of people partnered with them and maybe those numbers have dwindled over the last week or so because there was this massive g fuel drama that in kind of the wake of this three million dollar like ninja g fuel deal there was a surprise layoff of a lot of the partner managers that manage specifically a lot of our warzone creators by the way mm -hmm. um and they also released a, a bunch of g fuel partners that were quote unquote not performing um people that we all know and love like Doug is raw, like Jared yeah. FPS and, and more. So not only do you have these partner managers that a lot of people love and, and have really appreciated working with, but also you have some of their partners all being dropped. And then the, a couple other things that happened amidst all of this, it, it, that would be one thing. But also 
they had a live stream going on. It's not even in our notes, Katie, but they had a live stream going on and people started asking, why was this person laid off? Why was why wow. is this person not a partner anymore? And everyone was just getting banned. Like, just gone. See ya. Cut oh, off from the Twitch chat. Mm, so that was going that on. That is not a great way to calm people down. Yeah, and on top of that, this is all at the same time, The one of the kind of leaders of the company had allegedly said some sort of a slur as well as just derogatory remarks towards the company and basically like you know saying these people are uh, for the kind of saving youtube here a little bit these people are like effing you know losers or these people are effing uh you know uh, uh not working hard or what have you and this is all alleged i don't have all the details on it but this is all going on around the same time and these partner managers that were laid off again were managing the 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 partners that we know modern warzone stallion um you know even dan dangler was a part of this conversation and since then those people and many 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 others uh large people uh i think fire monkey is one a, a, a Fortnite kind of creator with modern over a mi million followers modern warzone have all dropped their yeah. g fuel partnership um so let, let's talk a little bit about it i mean it's been chaos on the timeline with g fuel yeah it, it has been and it sounds it's warranted right it sounds relatively deserved that these people feel aggrieved it it broke my heart when i realized this because um someone that i've worked with and have a lot of respect for graves uh was let go in this and it, it's not like they knew it beforehand it was just like surprise you no longer have a job and when you lay off the people who create those relationships with your program partners it is going to leave those program partners and those people, I mean, Modern Warzone, Stallion Plays, Parker Billings, Dan Dangler, all of these people who have since left or the likes of Douglas Raw and others who were dropped. It creates a really bad taste in your mouth because you feel like if the company isn't treating their employees who facilitate the relationships with partners well, then by extension, they're not treating their partners well. And I can understand why there's that solidarity, right? Of say, maybe this person brought you in and was helpful in, in kind of getting you that G Fuel code. I know, for example, one of my friends who's been a G Fuel fan for, for years and years and years, uh, Graves helped advocate for her, you know, to, to be able to get into the program and to see kind of that rewarded with a layoff it, it just doesn't make you feel good especially because all of this came in the wake of the three million dollar ninja deal which just is is bad timing uh, you know <laughs> even worse right look at this huge deal we're doing the doors right there yeah so i just it was i think it was handled really poorly I, their communication has been poor on it as well of course the the alleged slur if that is true deeply unacceptable on every level obviously those allegations uh we'll see what comes of that but it was just it, it was a bummer because i think uh it's also started the conversation again uh with people talking about um how how beneficial these partner programs are for yep. streamers big and small right because not every partner program is the same and not every partnership contract within those programs is the same usually if you're a smaller streamer or even sometimes if you're an average or large streamer you're just gonna get a code and that code isn't 
it never benefits you more than it benefits the company. Yeah, sure. And G Fuel has a ton of partners there. I think they, I'm pulling this out of my head, so I might be wrong, but I feel like they had some of the most partners outside of like maybe, you know, Scuff and Battle Beaver. So it started that discussion too, which I think is an important one to have on how beneficial those relationships are for uh, streamers themselves. But yeah, it's, it's just not a good look and it's tough. And, and also, Gojo, I'd love your thoughts on this. Um, I, I saw this point being made and I do agree with it um, about attacking people who are not leaving their partnerships with G Fuel yeah. is not really a fair take to have to to then turn around and demand, well, if these people are leaving, you have to leave too. Right. I think uh, it gets into this very weird territory territory where you're demanding solidarity for people that have been fired from a company, which is it can't be demanded because a it's a revenue source albeit maybe not the best revenue source it's still a revenue source for some oh, of sorry. these creators and you can't ask them to give away their livelihood just out mm -hmm. of solidarity for other people that maybe they weren't even that close to like you can recognize injustice to some degree in a company uh this wasn't some you know i i will say this is a this is a quote-unquote scandal this is an issue this is drama yeah. this is worth reacting to a a mass layoff uh doesn't mean everyone needs to drop their contract if it was I, I don't know what the slurs were i don't know what actually happened behind the scenes in their company meetings but if there was more information around that topic if there was more information around some maybe more intrinsic issues that would come up later about like the the workplace environment that were more than just a cutthroat kind of like chop people's head off even though they were doing well environment maybe more than just someone being an asshole yeah there would be maybe more standard reason to expect solidarity out of most um but this was more of like it seemed like most of the people that left were like hey this is not a big enough revenue source for me personally to 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 stay quiet or or take a stand against what i see as injustice against my partner manager or the partner manager that i respect doesn't mean everybody needs to certainly and so i wouldn't expect people to um but of course you know we can certainly still applaud the people that say hey i i, I have decided to go another way based on the way you handle business doesn't mean everybody needs to do that so that's a great point katie and i think overall the the although i have some as well these like kind of code-based partnerships they are traditional in gaming they are not traditional at, the, at a higher level in maybe more traditional uh media outlets and media kind of like or forms of media rather uh but they, they can work depending on how large you are especially if you don't take the salesman route of plugging it every second it's kind of just a passive thing sure that's great that's amazing you know i've, I've got a code with with gnosis which is another energy company company very clean very healthy they're amazing i really like them i only do that because i believe in the company i believe in their product right. um it's not something that i'm just like oh this is a status symbol which i definitely believe g fuel came uh to be and it's slowly but surely kind of being torn down currently which i think is is why this is such a hot topic option or, or discussion but i katie I, we are we're closing up on kind of the end, end of our time, and this is a, a fun conversation to have. I want to hear more thoughts from the community on the Jeep Fuel conversation. If you guys want to tweet at us or talk to us, um, you know, at Grandmaster Goj on Twitter, at World's Bedford on Twitter, go check out, uh, you know, uh, the Jeep Fuel conversation. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Comment down below in the YouTube. But before yes, we, please. yeah, please comment. It'll help us out. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Our YouTube has been popping. Before we leave, though, Katie, there has been some uh, recent developments on the timeline in the last literally. 15 minutes i just dm you the tweet uh oh. super evan uh and this might be bait but super evan literally today 
deleted Xset out of his title and tweeted out oh. huge org announcement at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's in about 37 minutes from the time of this, this recording. Um, who do you guys think I'm with is his question oh mark. My. So let's talk about this for five, 10 minutes to close out the episode. We won't be live when the official announcement goes live. We will comment down right. below in the description of the YouTube, the official announcement. I've got some thoughts. The first question I have uh -huh. is this uh -huh. bait one, two. No, 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 There's no way. There, there's no way someone baits that. He was in exit as of 20 minutes ago. Like I, there's I, no, there's no way he takes it out of his. I don't know, man. And then resets. Just kidding. I'm with Xset. Like that's a pretty good publicity stunt. Okay, okay. Of like resign. It's gotta be. It, it's okay. Uh, wait, I don't want you. You were gonna go first. I, I feel like it's complexity if it's not Xset. It's gotta be. It's gotta yeah, be. It's yeah, gotta yeah. be. And, and you guys are like, you guys might say, well, why complexity? Uh, well, because he's extremely close uh, with the Baka Bros as well, who are a part of complexity. He does a lot of uh, tangential uh, kind of work in and around complexity. I um, would not be surprised in the slightest. But but it's actually interesting, Goj. Um, you know what? It, it, when I was visiting John in, in Vegas. Uh, uh, very recently, actually, Super Evan was there uh, for an exit event, and John just happened to run into him on the casino floor, and they were like, point fingers, like, wait, what? Like, what are you mm -hmm. doing here? So, so clearly, like, there's been events going on very recently, but I would have to assume that it's complexity. It just makes too much sense. It is, in my opinion, it is... If you're dropping... Exit is what I would call, like, the highest level... Um, mid-tier org they are not the like most massive powerhouse comparatively to a complexity comparatively to a phase comparatively to, to some of the cdl based orgs but they are very large they compete in a number of different esports all across the board they are the largest name that is not at the very top and so mm -hmm. There are certainly other options. You you have NRG floating around there. We know looking for mm -hmm. content creators and, and Warzone competitors. You also know that he is extremely close to the nuke squad as well. Could certainly go phase. Um, that's another option. Complexity seems like the logical choice based on uh, you know, the Baka Bros connection, super close with them as well. Um, but it would be huge because yeah. FaZe hasn't really entered into picking up Warzone creators and with warzone 2 looming and mm -hmm. fortunes keep new map there there is a possibility that we start seeing Very what true. we had expected of more of our cdl based orgs picking up warzone creators but my mind goes to complexity for i, I would say yep. my ranking would be one complexity two uh -huh. it's it's bait he re-signed with x set three probably phase four nrg that's where my I'm head's at. I'm if it's bait. I hate those bait <laughs> tweets. I hate them because it makes me just not ever pay attention to anything you do going forward. <laughs> yeah, ever. yeah. Like, I, I hate, I, I hate bait tweets. But I, I, it's just, I don't. Maybe he did. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it is bait. But I really, I really hope it's not because this is not the, uh, this is not the. If it is an announcement that he's joined an org, and we've been teasing uh, another one that we know is happening, um, this is not going to be the only major uh, Warzone player org signing that's going to happen in the next couple weeks. And yeah. I, I just double-checked with... Uh, uh, a sneaky source here, Goj. Uh, speaking of that, that other one that we've been been discussing, um, it, it could potentially be, including this, uh, two major announcements in the next uh, couple weeks. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with the Warzone scene. It does feel like those fortunes keep coming in and this hype building up for Warzone 2. We're starting to get a little bit of buzz back in the Warzone community. So we thank you for everybody that's had a chance to listen to the podcast and support us. This has been super, super fun. Excited to see what happens next with all of these signings, potential comps. There's a lot of cool stuff coming down the line. Uh, Katie, that's all I've got for this episode. This has been a, this has been a hey, blast of an episode. Great to have on Gorgon Knight. Uh, any final thoughts uh, for you? Uh, no, I'm really excited. Can we can we tease out next week's guest already? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Nice, nice. Uh, so a lot of you guys has been asking uh, for this person to come on. We've seen it in YouTube, Twitter comments, in in the chat as well here on Twitch. And I'm really thrilled to uh, to say that we will have Ken's on as our guest next week on Wednesday at the regular time. I know some of our times have been a bit wonky lately, but we are getting back to that regular Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. But Ken's will be our guest next week, and I'm really thrilled to have her on. Uh, she's one of the best of the best, and I think her insight it's going to be uh, refreshing to to see what she has to say but uh yeah that's all i got it's just to, to hype up next uh next week really excited for ken's to come on yeah no i am as well ken's is a fantastic competitor a great content creator i know her streams have been popping more recently um i i think she's you know top one or two women in the scene in terms of earnings as well so it'll be cool to see kind of the scene from her perspective uh as well as just from a, a high level competitor's perspective uh perspective again so i that's all we got i'm grandmaster goge you can find me on grandmaster goge on all the socials every single one we've got world's bedford uh, on twitter you've got katie on uh instagram i think it's all down below you can see it world's bedford instagram twitter katie bedford on twitch and on youtube uh in where katie and i are talking more about some of that uh ancillary content like ranking players based on their stream backgrounds that's coming very very soon um I'm so, so that that's all we've got folks thank you for being thank here you, thank subscribe you. like comment all that good stuff continue to share this podcast with your friends it super helps by the way if you guys want to be amazing to to do reviews on the apple podcasts uh yes, it's, yes, a, yes. it's a great platform our audio is slowly audio audience is slowly but surely growing i know most of our audience is on youtube and on our live streams but leave reviews on itunes that is helpful leave comments down below on the on the youtube and subscribe to the channel we really appreciate you take care of yourself in the crazy world that we're living in and we're we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week peace